welcome to the 33rd episode of the Embodied Living Yoga podcast. I'm Shannon Elliott. Today is From the Couch Friday, and uh, it's kind of becoming my favorite thing because I really like just hanging on the couch because literally I sit on the couch every Friday and do this. Um, So I was just thinking about uh, the unknown and really how we deal with the unknown because the the reality is... um, Though, you know, we we have probabilities and things of how things are going to turn out. Most of what we do is unknown, right? But we feel better for sure if we have confidence of how and how the path is going to end. And it's really interesting. I, you know, one of my favorite teachings um, is that, you know, we do all this research and, and talk to all these people, you know, about whatever the thing is that we're doing. And that helps us understand that if you go from point A to point B, right, like, you know, where you're going to land, you know, you're landing on point B, right, and for the most part, and that gives us the confidence. And once we get all the information together and have an understanding, right, I was even thinking about like, college and like you look up to see what the average salaries are and you go to this school you do this thing and then most likely this is what's going to happen you know and um and that gives us confidence right point a to point b and what the yoga practice really asks us to do so often is that we just jump from point a you know and it's the taking the jump from point a um And that can be so scary, you know, but it's, um, it's really, I think what there is to do, you know, there's also that teaching of the, you know, the butterfly, like the caterpillar, you know, turns into the butterfly. And when it comes out, it's like, it just flies, right? No idea where it's going. It just goes, It, it does its thing. And so the jumping from point A is really, um, profound and a huge yoga teaching. You know, I'm not talking about doing things carelessly, right? But the the courage to jump, to take the leap. Um, um, you know, it's like when the, the cost of not doing the thing becomes way too great, you know, and then we have to do the thing that um, that we're being called to do. And I was even thinking, you know, my previous podcast on the yoga lull, right, the cost of not doing the yoga and not taking care of myself for, you know, four or five days, that was my limit this particular time. And it became too great. And I had to jump back into health and well-being, right? And now I'm, I'm back on track and it's, it's feeling wonderful, you know? But of course, that's a tiny example, but this happens to us in small and large ways all the time. And You know, it also made me think of uh, my oldest son has been asking for a couple years, actually, um, for some sort of reptile pet, reptilian pet, you know, and uh, he's been he sits there and he looks and he researches and he's been very, you know, um, patient with it, actually. And he's really into animals. And he does a lot of reading and a lot of the the shows that he watches. He watches this one show, Coyote Peterson. And um, it's all, you know, education around animals. And it's really his thing. And so, uh, so finally, you know, I, I said, okay, you know, let's go do it. Um, Um, I don't do, I didn't do the research. He did research on what he wanted and 
we walked in and he knew what he wanted. And um, turns out he wants, he wanted a bearded dragon. And I'm like, okay, you know, that meant nothing to me. And then we talked to the woman at the store and all of a sudden, you know, we're getting a 40 gallon tank and, you know, all these things because these dragons grow, you know, quite large. And, um, and then you come to find out not only do they grow quite large, but they become like they take them in and out. And it's not just like a little lizard or a gecko or something that you look at right in the glass. And that's kind of what I thought we were getting. And so then you find out that like you can get leashes for these bearded dragons and you can like walk with them and hang out with them and they hang on the couch with you. And I'm thinking, what the heck? Oh, and then I also have to have live crickets in my house. So I have a container of like 250 live crickets at a time, which I lost one yesterday because my son's with my ex. So I'm feeding the dragon, but I lost one in the house and I'm sure that there will be more to join, right? My refrigerator has cricket food and worms in it and um, this went from a tiny little thing, right, to something huge. And I thought, I don't even know how this is happening. And it happened so quick, you know, it was literally within 24 hours, we rearranged um, my tiny little living room and rearranged the whole thing so that we could fit our bearded dragon in the house. And um, so <laughs> the point is, right, the unknown, just jumping in. For me, this is an example of jumping from A. I didn't know what was going on. He did all the research. He did everything. We went, we got all this stuff. We ended up with this guy in the house and they name him Dash, which is really funny because he's super, super slow and super chill. Um, but the, the most amazing thing is that I am completely in love with this bearded dragon. I mean, he is so freaking cool and I cannot stand it. Like it's actually one of the things, I mean, it's so sweet first to watch my son because he does um, dash acts differently with, with my oldest, like the way that they sit and the way that he falls asleep on them. And it's like, it's ridiculous. I could, I can't even believe, right. That we're hanging out with this guy, like this dragon on our couch at night while we watch TV or while we hang out, they fell asleep with each other the other night. Um, um, but like, while he's gone with my ex for a few days, like, I get so excited on some level because I get to hang out with Dash and I take him out and, you know, we, I, I just, I can't even believe how much you can, you know, care for um, a bearded dragon. And so it may seem silly, but I just want to give examples of things right? That are real life things because we all know the big things. And I think sometimes we think about really big things when we think about jumping from point A, right? It's got to be something big, but it doesn't, right? It's everyday life. And like there are moments in life, like my greatest moments usually aren't when I'm doing something seemingly so huge. My greatest moments in life are like, walking out of my room the other night and seeing my son and Dash asleep on the couch together, right? Like there's nothing, nothing that could have been better that I could even dream of than that moment. And that, um, 
that's like, that's so beautiful, you know, because this, this dragon came into our house and I can't even believe the way that it's, um, it's also brought my, my two boys together, you know, because every morning, you know, they get the veggies, they get the worms, they do all these, you know, they have something to do together and they take care of him, even though it's my oldest, his pet, right? Like it's become like our family pet. And I, I just think it's so amazing because if I had, you know, been all like whatever, like rigid when I was there and, and taken that away from him and, you know, had us get something that we were just going to stare at in a tiny little tank, you know, it, it would have been fine too. Um, in it, it, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that it would have been okay but it would have been nothing compared to what we have here. And so that opportunity of really just saying, okay, you know, like I, I actually trust that he's going to take care of him. And I know, you know, I know maybe that's me being like, um, I still having a young child <laughs> at this point, but I really feel like this is one of his passions and I think he's going to really take care. However, they live for like, I don't know, something like 10 to 18 years. So that's insane too. So, you know, there's, there's advantages and disadvantages, I guess, to jumping from point A to point, who knows, right? Jump, just jumping. Um, but I just wanted to give that example because it, it's such, it's just such a cool thing, right? When you just do the jump and then you get to have this, the experience, right? Whatever that fulfilling experience is for you. So that reminder that it is part of our humanness, right? That there is um, the unknown. And the unknown, you know, when I think about it, I think we're more afraid of it because it's it's dark, right? Like unknown is just dark. And so... Um, it's getting familiar with being with the dark and, and being okay, being in the dark, you know, like it's, um, I talk about this a lot, but I get very nervous about the love and the light culture of the yoga world, you know, and that, um, I think sometimes, right, we need that. We need to push through through the love and light for whatever reason. So there's no judgment and we have to really function as individuals, you know. So to really honestly ask your, yourself, right, do you avoid being in the dark and is that a good thing? Because I think sometimes it can be a good thing, right? So just to, to say that first, but then you know, when we when we decide that there really isn't a good reason, right, to not be in the dark and that we're maybe like avoiding processing things or scary things or unknown things and, you know, how it can be um, that we start to we start to just be OK, right, being in the dark places, um, whether that is unknown or sadness or, um, you know, um, just something that is, you know, kind of funky, right? Because I know for me, the, the deepest lessons and the deepest experiences that I've had are um, things that have come out from being in the dark, you know? And um, of course, I can say that now looking back on certain things. And I hope that as I move forward, I can remember that, right? When I'm in the dark spots again, because I really 
don't think I would be here actually doing this podcast if it weren't for some of the darkest times in my life leading me up to this point. And, um, and that wouldn't be if I didn't actually process and experience and assimilate you know, what it was that was dark and that the, that life has both darkness and light. And I don't think, you know, I think I grew up in a culture. Um, I grew up in a religion that the dark was the devil, right. And the light was God. And so, um, what I've really come to process for myself is that I, I really believe that the dark and the light both hold the divine, right? That it's not, it's not separate. I mean, when you think about some of the darkest, most violent things, right? Like farming is very violent. It's very violent to the earth and what comes out from the seed into the sprout and what is grown is like beyond amazing. And of course, um, you know, having a child, <laughs> having a child and birthing a child is violent and painful and dark and bloody, you know, and what comes out is the biggest miracle. So um, the divine holds both aspects. And so we don't have to say that it's one or the other, right? That's just another way that we separate. It's another way that we divide. And so you know, to have permission to sit in your feelings and to have permission to be where you are, right? It's a different thing to, you know, spiral into it and say, you know, it's like, you know, I get into trouble sometimes, like in the past when I've identified, right? The darkness is me, but it's not, but it is, you know, and that's a hard thing to explain. It's not who I am at my core, but it is a part of me at this moment. And so when I can sit in the darkness and really process and feel and not run away from what it is that is going on or to sit in my fear, to sit in the unknown, right? And give myself permission to be human. There is a humanness about both dark and light. And I think at times you hold both spaces. I don't think, I think, you know, you don't need to be, um, dark or light. I mean, I say this a lot, but I think you can both be dark and light at the same time. And um, to not be afraid, right? We've been taught to be afraid, like, of you know, we have to put on a happy face, and we have to do this, and we have to do that. And then like, you know, and then everybody goes home alone at night and cries, you know, and it's like, what value is there in that? You know, if we can talk about the dark places and not over identify with it because I also think there's a culture right now, especially like in social media where everybody's so vulnerable, right? Talking about their darkness and you want to be careful with that too, but that it's okay, right? To hold both dark and light and it's okay to, um, I don't know. The darkness just isn't bad. You know, it's just not bad. I mean, I look at my kids, like, especially my youngest, and he's like terrified of the dark, you know, and I have to put on the gummy bear light every night. And of course, that's fine. It's normal. It's natural. But, you know, one of the biggest things for me was to actually as an adult, right, to be able to sleep in the dark alone in my room at night. And that took me like I had to work through that. You know, I used to run from my um 
door and jump leap onto my bed because for years like you know years and years ago i watched like some twilight zone episode um when i was like young probably like seven or eight you know and these little um doll things would like come out of a tiny little closet in the guest room every night and they would have these little knives and like when the person would get into bed the little doll things with the knives would like come like um stab at their ankles, you know, as they like they were going up into the bed and then it just went on from there. But that was like so haunting to me, you know, and as a child for probably like 20 years, 30 years, maybe, I don't know, you know, it was like, I would run, you know, every time, especially if I was alone, you know, I would run and jump so that this little doll thing wouldn't come out from underneath the bed. Um, I had to play with, you know, in my own way, allowing my, like understanding, right? Working with the logic, working with what's going on, you know, getting the courage to, you know, maybe still leap, but turn the lights off, right? And then walk and then turn the lights off. And then, you know, now I don't even think about underneath the bed. And again, silly example, but it's, the dark, right? It's it's just the dark. Like in my house, it's dark and all the benefits that come from sleeping in the dark and on and on and on. But um there are just so many ways, right, that I see when I'm when I really start to pay attention of how much I let the dark rule my life, right? In an un like in a not positive way. Right. And you can let the dark be part of your life in an extremely positive way why not? You know, sleeping in the dark, it has, you know, countless benefits, you know, of how you're going to sleep and what's, you know, how you're going to recover and how you're going to heal at night um, by sleeping in the dark and not having nightlights on. And, um, you know, and it, it's fine as well to have a big old nightlight, right? So again, it's not the thing, right? But it starts just starting to process you know, what it is that we're afraid of and does it make sense? And if we can sit in the dark, um, literally and figuratively, right, and emotionally, and, you know, like when we're thinking about or playing with whatever it is that's happening for us. But ultimately, if we can really be okay with the dark, there's not much that can take us out, you know, and, and I mean that not just in a physical sense, like not sitting, you know, and sleeping in a dark room. I mean, like, we can be okay with the dark, right? The unknown. We can be okay with this. Um, I mean, think about think of just think about what that would be like. You know what that's going to be like. And so, it's just an opportunity to to really pay attention to how um, how does it speak to you, right? This is your life. This is your life. So what? kind of conversations are you having around the unknown and the dark places? And can you start to make it something beautiful, as beautiful as the light, right? As beautiful as the brightness, as beautiful as the happy places. Can you make it and redefine, right? It's, it's meaning because if you can redefine the meaning of dark, I mean, it's just like, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So uh, may we all have the courage in our own way, small or big, to really take that leap from point A, right? No point B today, but just the, the courage 
and the real um, power, right, to take the leap. So to jumping from point A. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And please leave feedback, comments. Um, you can reach out Shannon at onyxyogastudio.com. Uh, website shannonelliotyoga.com. There's Facebook and Instagram as well. And then our yoga studio, Onyx Yoga Studio. Have a blessed day. Om Shanti. Mm -hmm.